Okay, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, good morning. Thank you for being here. Uh, my name is Danny. Uh, I'm a youth minister uh, in a church here close to, to this area. Uh, and, and I have two options to, to wear this morning, uh, skinny pants or big pants. I chose big pants because big <laughs> pants, big crowd. That's what pre uh, Brother Preacher said uh, the other day. So thank you for being here. The, this class, the name is Planning with the Spirit. And, and there are several reasons because I come up with this idea about this class. And the first one is because I'm a planner person. I like planning. Uh, I have a business mind. I have a degree in business. Uh, so I like planning and I like to think about the future and I like to think about strategies and, about, and I like to think about that kind of things. And I understand also there are some people who like planning and there are some other people who don't like planning at all. You know, they, they just want to live life every single day. You know, whatever comes, whatever, it will be fine. So, but I'm not that kind of person. I'm a planning person. And I think it's really important. Uh, I got to the church two years ago and I have been uh, helping the leadership to, to create a, a plan for the church because I think it's really important. But, but I understand that, that part that some people like it, some people don't like it. Some people tend to, to be a planner and some people tend not to be a planner. But one of the, 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 the more, like the most significant things uh, why I started thinking about this uh, class, it was because last year I went to, uh, 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 everybody here is Church of Christ? Do, do you attend Church of Christ, everybody? Yeah. Okay. Cool. So uh, I'm talking. I'm, I will be talking to you guys. Uh, I, I go to a Church of Christ too. So I was in this conference. Uh, it was the lectures, uh, and they were talking about the spirit. Uh, but it wasn't a Church of Christ conference. Uh, I just went because uh, one of the guys that I listened to podcast, uh, he was going to speak, and at the end of the day, he didn't come. Uh, but anyway, I was there, and it was uh, God's reason. Uh, but one of the speakers, uh, he is. Uh, second, third generation of a guy who started a church in El Paso, Texas, and they have a mega church. I, I would say it's a mega church. I don't know how, how many people are in members of that church, but I know it's big. And, and this guy was talking that uh, he was talking the, the story of, of the church, how the church uh, started. And it was because his grandfather uh, was one day uh, like helping and cleaning the pulpits in the church. And then at some point he, he was like, Father, could you please uh, fill me with the Holy Spirit? And then he fell down on the ground. And when he woke up, he was just looking at the ceiling. And he was like, what's going on? It, this, is, this is new. I mean, it, it, it was so weird for, for, the, for him. And then, uh, <coughs> and then the other day, he was doing the same. And he was just, just cleaning and doing something and helping in the church. And then he said that again. Father, could you please heal me, fill me with the Holy Spirit? And then he fell down on the ground again and then when he woke up he was just looking to the ceiling and he was like wow what 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 experience and he went and talked to the to the to the minister of that church and the minister said uh uh i i understand what what you're going through but don't tell anybody because we are not ready for that and 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 this guy who was speaking about his grandfather he said and 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 he was a member of the churches of christ and coming from a denomination who doesn't believe in the power of the Holy Spirit, and I was like, wait a minute. So my mind stopped in that moment, and I look, it was just like, I, I, I hold the time in there, and I went outside the, the, the time, and I was like, wait a minute. So number one, he called me denomination. You know what I mean? And we don't like that. And, and it's like, well. And then he said, coming from a denomination uh, which doesn't believe in the power of the Holy Spirit, and I was like, well. I don't think that's a good thing. I don't think that's a good thing that we're known as a church. Do I say who or which? 
who doesn't believe or which doesn't believe what is the word who, who doesn't believe in the power of the Holy Spirit I was like that's not that's not a good thing at all I mean how is that possible and he was like it was very hard for my grandpa uh, because coming from a denomination who doesn't believe in the power of the Holy Spirit it was hard for him to have that experience and I was like how is, how is that possible that we're not, as a denomination, who doesn't believe in the power of the Holy Spirit? Uh, when, the, when the conference was over, I, I, I reached out to him and I say, hey, God, how are you doing? I'm a member of the Church of Christ. And he was like, oh, sorry, sorry, I, I'm going to change the story. And I was like, no, you're right. You're right because I understand uh, what you're saying. Uh, and even I don't believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. So, so you were right. I mean, what, what can I say? I, I, I'm not going to say other thing. And he was like, no, no, sorry about that. And I was like, and I was like, no, no, it's okay. But that made me like reflect and think about that. And, and I was like, I, I'm going to be a person who is going to encourage the church to believe in the power of the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit has power. So that was one of the things that, that, that was like, okay, so I need to, to, to speak about the Spirit. Uh, because uh, and, and on the other side, about, talking about planning, uh, in the churches that I have been to, I can see a lack of planning. I don't know about your churches. I don't know what's going on in your churches, but I have been to several churches, and, and I can see a lack of planning. The, the leadership, they don't know where they are going. Uh, they don't have plans. Uh, the ministers, they are not connected between them. They don't know what's going on in the church. They, they are just going day by day, you know, and if you ask them, uh, do you have a church plan? And they say, oh, yeah, make, uh, preach the word. Uh, okay, yeah, that's, you know, uh, yeah, do you have a church plan? Oh, yeah, love people. Yeah, that's, uh, do you have a church plan? Oh, yeah, study the Bible. That's what we need to. Okay, understand. So they don't have a plan, or, or they will say, oh, yeah, we have a mission statement. Okay, please tell me the mission statement. Oh, it's like, uh, you know, it's like, uh, so if you don't know the mission statement and you're the preacher, so guess what's going on in the, in the members of the church? So, and I don't know if you, if, you, if you have seen that, if you have experienced that in the churches that you have been to or that you are to right now, but I, I, I think that that may reflect the lack of planning on individuals at the same time. It's because we, we don't care about planning, we don't like probably planning, and so we don't, so we... So that, that church is the projection of what we do as individuals. So probably we're not taking, we're not planning with the Spirit, and it, that, and it reflects in the operation of the church. Uh, so in this class, we're going to talk uh, and, and realize the importance and the change that we can experience if we start planning with the Spirit. Uh, and, and, and do you think that when Jesus came here on earth, he didn't have like a plan? It was just day by day, just... Do you, you think that what happened? you think he was just like, oh, we'll see what's going on in the, the earth. We'll see what's going to happen, you know. What are you going to do, uh, Jesus? I'm going to teach the, the Hebrew Bible, you know. Uh, what are you going to do, Jesus? I'm just, you know, preach, preach about, you know. Do you think he was just here, just day by day, just seeing, hey, what, what's up today, Jesus? I don't know. Let's see. Let's go walking. Something's going to happen. I don't think so. He had a plan. John 3.16 is just basically the plan. And then he was here on purpose and he was every day working in that purpose. So he had a plan. And we are to imitate Jesus, right? Uh, but well, we, don't, we don't see that. We, we don't see that and we don't want to reflect that on Jesus. And, and, and it's the Jesus personality. He was just planning all the time. He was on purpose. He was, what, what was his plan? He was here to save the world. I mean, you don't save the world just by, you know, whatever happens, happens. Uh, he was thinking about things. Uh, but I think that, uh, and, and I have a question, how often we're planning 
or just living life ignoring the spirits, the spirit. How often do you do that in your life? Uh, because it's easy to say, oh yeah, the leadership, they don't plan at all. But, but how, how often are you doing the same? How often are we doing the same? How often are we just waking up and just living life and see what's going on? And, and we don't realize and we don't notice what's going on with the spirit. And, and I think it's because uh, sometimes it be, it's because we don't notice. So we're, we're not paying attention to the spirit. We don't even know what the spirit is. We don't even know what the, what the work of the Holy Spirit is in our lives. Uh, so, so we don't notice what, what the Holy Spirit is doing in my life and is doing in my family, what he's doing in the church and the community. We, we don't notice that. Or, or sometimes it's because we don't listen to the Spirit. And sometimes it's because we don't know how to listen to the Spirit. So if I don't know how to listen to the Spirit, how am I going to be led by the Spirit, you know? Uh, or sometimes it's because I'm just focused on what I want. This is what I want. And I know the Holy Spirit is like pushing me to do something else. But I don't want to do that. And because I don't want to do that or because I don't like that, I'm not going to do my extra work uh, to, do, to do something else. Or because it is, it is out of my comfort zone. And we were talking in a meeting recently about some changes that we're going to do at the church. And, and, and one person said, uh, I don't feel comfortable. And I was like, okay, tell me one time that a person in the book of Acts was feeling comfortable by what the Holy Spirit was telling that person to do. <laughs> so it means that what we're doing is good. But we don't want to get out of that comfort zone, and that's why we don't want to pay attention to That's why we don't want to do this, because we don't want to do that. And it's like the Holy Spirit is telling you to do something, to go talk to the elders, to go and plan, and to, help, to go and help and support their leadership, and to go and do something for their church. But because that is out of a comfort zone, that's going to take me to more work probably, and it's going to take me to places that I don't want to be, then I just don't care about, or I don't notice, or I don't listen, or I don't pay attention. So, uh, and, it, and sometimes it's also because uh, it's for being at, at our own pace and not being at the pace of the Holy Spirit. In that same conference, uh, one person was talking about that sometimes the pace of the Holy Spirit is different than the pace that we have. Sometimes the Holy Spirit is far away from us and we're just behind you know, relax, and, and he's over there waiting for us, and he's like, hey, come on, I, I have a lot of things to do, and I have, you know, and sometimes it's because the Holy Spirit is over there, and we're just running and doing and doing, and go, 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 and I'm that kind of person. I'm just go, 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 and the Holy Spirit is over there, hey, I'm just here, you know, what, what are you doing? No, because I have to do this, and I have to, if I don't do it, who's going to do it? It's like, and he's like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Who are you? You know, without me. But, but we're just, you know, so we're in a different pace than the Holy Spirit. And sometimes that's the problem. And that's why we, we're not, our lives don't see the importance and the change that we can experience with the Holy Spirit just because we're in a different pace. So we, we are in different places. We are in different situations. And we think sometimes that it is because it's my responsibility. I'm going to be in charge. If I don't do it, then who's going to do it? Or, you know, that kind of stuff. Or if the leadership is not going to do it, then who's going to do it? And it's like, what? what are we talking about? Is this a matter of human beings? Is this something that we're going to be able to do? You know, even when we're, talking about, when we're talking about salvation and that kind of stuff, it's like, if you don't do, if you don't, if you don't, it's like, if you don't what? I mean, so why Jesus came? If it's about us. I mean, we are, of course, like the, the channels and the things that we can cooperate in that community with God and the Holy Spirit and Jesus. But... Sometimes we're a different pace. So how often are, 
are we on the same pace? How often are you on the same pace with the Holy Spirit? How often? Is he here? Or he's here with you and you're just like, you know, how, how often is that? And, and you're in different scenarios, you're in different situations, uh, but how often are we on the same pace? And, it, and the other question is, is it important to be on the same pace with the Holy Spirit? Or is it just, oh, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, God is bigger than the Holy Spirit and He is supporting me, He is helping me. And there you go. <laughs> yeah. uh, so let's talk about planning uh, with the Spirit. Or uh, I was thinking the class is planning with the Spirit, but the class should be uh, named Spirit there with planning because when, we, when you start planning without the Spirit, then the Spirit just messed up <laughs> what you have done. So probably the class should be called uh, Spirit there with Plenty. So when, uh, so and I, and I would like to mention some highlights about the, the, the power of the Holy Spirit. Maybe in case you don't know Him. Maybe in case you don't know what, what He's been doing here on earth and how, how is He affecting life and doing things here on earth. So it says that in the beginning, uh, He was hovering in the beginning. The Spirit of God was hovering in the beginning. We were not there. But the Spirit was hovering in the beginning. He was like giving life and He was like, you know, breathing and, and giving life to things. So he was in the beginning. Uh, and then Matthew said that Mary got pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. So, I mean, can you, can you believe that? Mm -hmm. The process of just the one woman getting pregnant by the power of the Holy Spirit. I mean, do you understand His power? Uh, and then in, in Luke 4.1, it says that Jesus was led by the Spirit to the wilderness and he was there 40 days. I mean, he was fed by the Spirit. He could uh, face temptation just by the Spirit of God. And sometimes even food is something that we think is very important. And, you know, we don't understand the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, we can see also in, in, in Acts 8, 39, uh, Philip was teletransported by the Spirit. I mean, can't you imagine that? It was like, I'm here right now, and then I'm not here, and I'm just preaching in a smoothers or another big place or something like that. It's just... But the Spirit can do that, you know? These are things that are not like stories about, you know, fantasy in the Bible. This is real. But it looks like for us, sometimes it's like fantasy. It's like, oh, yeah, that's cool. It was back then, you know? Not anymore. It's like, okay, I like that. Then Matthew, uh, this one is, is really interesting because uh, Jesus said, but if I'm casting out demons by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has arrived among you. So even Jesus... Even Jesus, being Jesus, he said, but if I'm casting out demons by the Spirit of God. So it wasn't by himself. It was by the Spirit of God that Jesus was doing miracles. I mean, it's like, even Jesus needed the Holy Spirit. Even Jesus needed the Holy Spirit. Why we don't need the Holy Spirit? How, how can we live a life without the Holy Spirit? How can we be a church that is known by not believing in the power of the Holy Spirit? It's just interesting how we can live life with the, without the Holy Spirit. Because, I mean, we're, we're talking about the Spirit of God. I mean, He can, he can do anything. I mean, it's, it's the Spirit of God. He, he can do whatever He wants. You know, and we can see that in these verses. Uh, in John 1.32, it says that He descended like a dove. In Acts 2.3, it says that it was like flames or tongues of fire. Uh, in, in Acts 2.38, it says that we will receive the Holy Spirit after baptism. In Acts 10.47, it was before baptism, just eight chapters later. And in Acts 8, it was received after, uh, 
Yeah, before and then after baptism, but after, after. <laughs> it was not just like when baptized, like Acts 2.38. So in Acts 2.38, it says, okay, if you get baptized, you will receive the Holy Spirit. But in Acts 10, we see that it was before. And in Acts 8, we see it was after. And, and, I, and I have a theory about this, and it's... Uh, and you can see there's not like a pattern. There's not like a, a, like a structure of how we can identify and see uh, who's the Holy Spirit and how he operates. And it's because he wants to surprise us. He doesn't want us to put it in a box and say, this is the way that the Holy Spirit should operate. This is the way that the Holy Spirit is going to operate in my life. This is the way of the Holy Spirit is going to operate in my church. And, and we tend to do that. A lot of times we tend to say, this is what the Holy Spirit can do, and this is what the Holy Spirit cannot do. And it's like, really? I mean, even just, if you see the book of Acts, Peter was the speech, you will receive the, the, the gift of the Holy Spirit. And then before, and then after. And it is like, and why is that? It's like contradictions in the Bible. I think it's because he wants to surprise us. He, he doesn't want us to, again, to put it in a bus. And, and then one day I was in a conversation. Uh, I was in a church, a small group, having conversations. And one person in that small group said this, I know he can. I don't think he will. Hmm. And, it, and, and, it, and because we were here, we we're like, ah, oh, that person. But we have talked that. Maybe you think that. You know, I know he can. I don't believe he will. I mean, if I ask you, do you think you can take me right now and, play, and put me in another place? You will answer this. I know he can. I don't think he will. It will be so weird. You know, <laughs> we're not that kind of church. You know, can I start speaking in Mandarin and you all understand me? I know he can. I don't think he will. It'll be too weird. You know, can he do? I mean, can my wife get pregnant right now by the power of the Holy Spirit? It'll be another Messiah. So I know he can, but I don't think he will. You know, so it's like, it's like this answer, and I think a lot of the times, things by the Holy Spirit don't happen in our lives because we know He can, but we don't think He will. And because we don't think He will, then it doesn't happen. Sometimes because we don't th believe, things don't happen. Or they happen, and we don't notice because we don't believe. Even if I'm teletransport, at some point you're going to start with theories. He wasn't there. We were just all <laughs> thinking that he was there, but he wasn't there. Because it's not fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? And sometimes it's because I'm focused on myself. I think, I don't think, I want, I don't want. And it's just all about me. No, it's just all about me. I think this is what can happen. I think this is what, no, I think this is what you can do. I think this is what I don't think you can do this. I don't think you can operate in this way. I don't think this is the time for you to do this. And I don't think this is the you know it's like who 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 are we to be in that position? You know? Because the spirit and in any way the spirit can work through that situation. He has been working in our lives anyway, even in that midst of uh incredulity, I would say that work. Uh so he can work, he can even work in that. But I think we can experience more things if we believe in his power. If we understand that he is the spirit of God and he can do anything. Yeah. I mean, he can, he can do anything. I mean, can, 
and even things that we cannot imagine. Because the things that I just mentioned are things that we cannot imagine. I mean, got pregnant by the power split? No, I don't think so. Uh, just to transfer it? I don't think so. Uh, Jesus using the spirit? I don't think so because he needed the spirit. Why if it was God and then, you know? So it's like things that we don't understand or we don't believe, that kind of things can happen. But if we believe, because if, if we don't believe, then those things probably are happening, but we don't see those things. We don't notice the, those things just because we don't believe. Sometimes those things are happening in our lives. Things are happening, but we don't notice it, you know? And I was having a conversation with someone that, I, that I'm uh, evangelizing, I would say that word, uh, and he said, I, I, just, I just don't know. I think I'm, I'm just waiting for answers. Uh, okay, so, but ask me the question so I can help you with the answers. I don't think I have questions. So then probably you have been listening to answers, but because you don't have the questions that your mind is not connecting to anything. But let me just give you an example. And I was like, Luke, tomorrow, you know, right now, read, Luke. Doesn't make sense. You don't have questions, you know. But things are happening. The question, the, the answers are going through. So things are happening in our lives. The spirit is doing things, but we're like, hmm, I don't think he can do that. And it's just happening right in front of me. I don't think so. This is not the time, you know. And I like this definition by uh, God about the Holy Spirit. And in Isaiah uh, eleven two, <laughs> it says, "And the spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the spirit of." Wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge, and the fear of the Lord. So wisdom, understanding, counsel, might, knowledge, and fear of the Lord. That's the spirit that we're talking about, and it's God's definition. It's not what you think or what we can think about the spirit. It's like the definition of God about his spirit. Spirit of wisdom, understanding, counsel, might, knowledge. I mean, he can do anything. How are we going to... Uh, uh, don't uh, just dismiss that idea. How are we going to just take that and say, ah, something else, or whatever I have, or whatever I, I think, or whatever, you know, whatever is in my mind. And we are too limited to, to, to have a definition of the Holy Spirit or the thing what the Holy Spirit can do or cannot do. So, uh, so the question right now is how are we going to play with the Spirit? You know? And there are many answers. I don't think there's just one answer. Because as we have been talking, the Spirit can operate in whatever way. So I'm not going to give you the, the answers that you're going to be, okay, I know perfectly. No, we don't know perfectly. Or we are putting him in a box again. And I don't think that's the idea. That he wants to us to say, okay, these three ways is going to help you to play with the Spirit. And in the Spirit is like, but I have a lot more. So I'm just going to give, uh, instead of answers, I'm going to give you three ideas. Okay? Is that okay? Are we Okay. Are you, yeah? It's like, why are we talking about the spirit so much? So, so idea number one. Uh, and, and this idea number one is, for it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us. In Acts uh, 15, 28, it says, uh, they were talking, you know, uh, they were talking about how they were going to treat the, the Gentiles of there that are becoming Christians. Uh, they have to circumcise then or not, and that kind of situation, you know, that kind of problem. They get together in Jerusalem with the elders, with the apostles, and Paul, and it was everybody. I mean, the high people were there, and they were like, what are we going to do with this? 
because there was not written law about that. And sometimes we have not written law about things that we're doing. And just because there's not written law, then we think it doesn't happen, you know? But uh, there was no written law at that point with that situation. What they were going to do with that situation, they didn't have a way to go, oh, yeah, here, Exodus 21 and this, this is what it says, so let's do the same. They didn't have that reference. And because of that, the conclusion was, for it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us to lay no greater burden on you than these few requirements. So I think thing number one is that it needs to be seen to you, to the Holy Spirit, and to you to do something. It was, and this was a, may, a major decision. I mean, it was a decision that they had to, to, how were the Gentiles going to, I mean, if it was a different decision, like let's say circumcision, guess what? We all be circumcised, guys. <laughs> Would you like that idea? If the decision was different, but it was good to the Holy Spirit and to them to say, we're just going to do these four things, I think. They were four. It's, and it's, I know it's like, sometimes it's like, it's like a very gray area to be in a very vulnerable situation. It's like, the, instead of like telling you go to uh, Arizona on the highway, I tell you just go to Arizona on just a, a line or something like that, and you have to just go. It's very vulnerable but it seemed if it seemed good to the holy spirit and to you how do you know if it's good to the holy spirit and to you? that's another conversation <laughs> how are you gonna under- and i cannot give you an answer because it depends on what the holy spirit is doing at that point what is going on in your life how's your relationship with the holy spirit if you're believing if you're not believing you know it, it depends on a lot of things i cannot tell you how is it gonna look for you in each individual case to say it was good to the Holy Spirit and to me to say, to say this or to do that. Uh, but I can notice something. Uh, this is Acts 15:28, uh, But in, in 22, uh, it says, Then it pleased the apostles and the elders with the whole church to send chosen men of their own company to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas. So they, and then in, in, in verse 25, it says, It seemed good to us, being assembled with one accord, to send chosen men to you with our beloved Barnabas, Barnabas and Paul. So do you, do you notice the difference? In verse 28, it says, For it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us. But in verse 22, it says, It pleased, or it seemed good, to the apostles and the elders to do this. It was in the Holy Spirit. And then in verse 25, it says, It seemed good to us. And, and, and to me, and, in, and it can be more deep in that, I'm not that deep, uh, maybe Brandon can answer you about that if I'm getting too crazy. But to me, is in verse, uh, in chapter 15, 28, it's because they were going to take a decision with a matter of, when it's about loving God, loving people, and making disciples, you, it needs to be good to the Holy Spirit and to you. When it's about this, and, it, and this was about, Loving people and making disciples. It was how were they going to be part of us? You know, it has to be with them. But then how was that going to take place? You don't have to always, you know, it was like, no, no, the Holy Spirit hasn't told me who's going to go. So let's wait for me. You know, it was like, if it's about loving God, loving people and making disciples, it needs to seem good to the Holy Spirit and to you. But then details, little details, details, probably he's like, just do it. I mean, I don't. 
if you go this way, this way, I just want you to do this. If you do walking, running, I don't know, you know what I'm talking about? So, well, it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us. So when it's about loving God and loving people and making disciples, I think it needs to seem good to the Holy Spirit and to you. That's thing number one, uh, idea number one about planning with the Spirit. Good? Idea number two. So pay attention and be open to anything because the Holy Spirit is just, uh, can I say, crazy in the way he operates. It's not predictable. We don't, we don't understand how he's going to do things. Sometimes it's this way, sometimes it's the other way. Uh, we don't understand that, and, and we're not here to put him in a box. We are here to understand that he is not what we think he is, or is part of what we think he is, and he's bigger than that. He's more than that. He's bigger. Uh, and we can see that uh, in Acts uh, 20, uh, 22 and 23, it says, uh, And now I'm bound by the Spirit to go to Jerusalem. I don't know what awaits me, except that the Holy Spirit tells me in city after city that jail and suffering lie ahead. If you're going to do something, and this is what you know it's going to happen, will you go there? There you go. We're not planning with the Spirit. Because sometimes it doesn't make sense. I would say probably most of the times it doesn't make sense to do that. So probably if it doesn't make sense, probably that's a reference for you to do it. But that's not the only reference. We're just giving ideas. But in this case, it didn't make sense. So the point here is it doesn't have to make sense for you. For you to understand that this is coming from the Holy Spirit. Your mind doesn't have to fully understand what's going on if it's coming from the Holy Spirit. That's not the point. Because then you're, again, going to limit the Holy Spirit in his operation and you're going to put it in a box. And you're going to say, this is what he can do, this is what he cannot do. So idea number one, probably doesn't make sense. But the Holy Spirit is taking you to that place. Acts 21.4 And finding disciples... We stayed there seven days. They told Paul, through the Spirit, not to go to Jerusalem. Again. It's like, so Paul, by the Spirit, was moved to go to Jerusalem. But by the Spirit, this group of people were telling Paul not to go. It's like, how is that possible? I mean, how, how is it possible that the Spirit is telling something different to this group of people and something different to this group of people? Or uh, that was probably the way they understood. Luke understood that way, and he wrote it that way. Probably it wasn't exactly what happened. I'm not sure. But that's what we have here. And the point here is that others may think in a different way. Probably they don't agree with what you're thinking or I'm doing. But if it's about loving God, loving people, and making disciples, and it seems good to the Holy Spirit and to you, then probably that's the way to go. Even if people are telling you not to go there, even if people are, te- are telling you stay in California, don't go there. But if the Holy Spirit is taking you there, just go there. You know? So, probably it doesn't make sense. Probably other people disagree with you. And then we see in uh, Acts 21, 12, and 15, it says, When we heard this, we and the local believers all begged Paul not to go unto Jerusalem. But he said, why all this weeping? You're breaking my heart. I'm ready now only to be jailed at Jerusalem, but even to die for the sake of the Lord Jesus. When it was clear that we couldn't persuade him, we gave up and, say, and said, The Lord's will be done. After this, we packed up things and left 
to Jerusalem. Because sometimes God's will might be different than the one that you're thinking. Sometimes, or a lot of times, God's will might be different than the one that you're thinking right now. The, the path that you have in your life, the ideas that you have, probably God's will is just completely different. And you don't even understand. And the people around you probably don't understand. But, but they said, when we could have persuaded him, they just said, the Lord's will be done. There's nothing to do. I mean, we're just begging Paul not to do it. But he insists that he has to go there. I mean, what kind of relationship had Paul with the Holy Spirit? And even in that situation, because let's just think about this. Let's say that he at some point said, you know what? I'm going to listen to you guys. I mean, you're led by this Holy Spirit too. And you're telling me not to go. I know it's going to be troubles over there. So I'm going to stay here. Would it be, would it be a blessing? Yes. I mean, he could have done a lot of things in that place. He could have preached in different places. Probably if he would have stayed there, he could have come to America and then to Colombia and we will be Poles and Christians and whatever. You know, it will be different. He will be a blessing in whatever place he will be at. So it was not a matter of where am I going to be a blessing. It was a matter of where is the Holy Spirit taking me to. Do you see a difference in that? And it's huge. I mean, it, it, it's something big. I mean, it's not what you, what you like or what you don't like or what you think is going to be a blessing or not. It's what is good to the Holy Spirit and to you. And it was good to the Holy Spirit and to Paul to go to Jerusalem. Even in that situation, if we, start, if we are in that situation, at some point we're going to say, you know what, yeah. I mean, it's going to be complicated. I know it's going to get so crazy over there. And a lot of people are telling me not to go. Why am I so stubborn and just going there? That would be the easiest way. And you can be a blessing in a different place. But it wasn't the plan of the Holy Spirit. Because that's the difference with it, when we're planning by ourselves and when we're planning with, it, with, the, with the Holy Spirit. When we're planning with the Spirit. And sometimes, uh, just to add something more, he says, don't. Uh, we can see that in Acts 15, verse 6 and 7. Now when they had gone through... Uh, I, I, I remember that. I need someone to read here because there are a lot of names that I don't know how to pronounce. So Brendan, can you please go? Oh, gosh. Now when they had gone through Phrygia and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. After they had come to Mysia, they tried to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit did not permit them. I put it in Google Translation, and I think it was by Tanya or something like that. Anyway, I, I, think, I believe in you. So, my translation. <laughs> so it says, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. It was like a, we wanted to go to Colombia. Tell me. How did you make that known to them? Tell me. How did he make that known? That, that's what I'm telling you. It depends on your situation. I'm gonna t I don't, because there's no, we can tell one answer, but then the Holy Spirit can give you nine other different answers, and then you're going to say, oh, no, it's not that way. So it's not the Holy Spirit. I'm not going to give you that. And I'm telling you just because I know you. If some of you that I don't know, I will tell something nicer. <laughs> uh, uh, Sometimes he says, done. We, we wanted to go to Colombia a month ago because one of my sisters was going to get married. Uh, and we wanted to go so bad, but we didn't have our document to go there. And we were waiting on that document. And the day of the wedding, we got the documents. Sometimes he says, done. And you don't understand. At this point, I don't understand why we were not in my sister's wedding. 
I mean, what would be wrong with that? What was the problem about that? We were just going to go and have our vacations, be with the family, loving people, yes. <laughs> Making disciples, I don't know. I, I didn't baptize anybody in that process or we didn't preach to anybody in that process to say, okay, this was the reason. Sometimes I don't know. But he says, don't. And that's it. Forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. I mean, forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. I mean, if, if I tell you, don't preach in that place, what would you say? That's not coming from God. How is it possible? Well, it can be. Not me. I mean, I'm going to say, I'm going to tell you that. But the point is that sometimes he says done. Because probably that's what you're we're looking for for a no. But he's telling you yes. I don't know. So, the, the idea on this one is pay attention and be open to anything. Because he can tell you yes, he can tell you no, he can say no to something that you think is really good and a, and a blessing, but, but he has a different plan. Just need to be open and pay attention. Because that's probably the problem. Two, two problems. We're not open because we just think he's going to operate this way. The lenses that we're seeing him is just this. You know, the operation is this. And sometimes it's because we don't pay attention. Because we don't want to pay attention. Because we know if we pay attention, he's going to change our plans. And we don't want that. Amen. Can we be honest to me in just a confession? I don't want that. Because I want this. I want this. And if I ask you, I know he's going to take me to this place. And I don't want that. And I don't want it. So, pay attention and be open to anything. Three. Uh, and this verse doesn't mention the Holy Spirit, but I think it's, it's, it's the same thing. So, number three, don't find yourself fighting against God. Uh, and it was when the, when the apostles and the first movement started, they baptized 3,000 people and they were just doing great things. And they were just healing, and then uh, uh, Peter healed a man, and then they were took to the Sanhedrin, and they were talking, and then Gamaliel at some point came to the conversation. And he says in Acts 5, uh, 38 and 39, So my advice is, leave these men alone, let them go. If they are planning and doing these things merely on their own, it will soon be overthrown. But if it is from God, you will not be able to overthrow them. You may even find yourselves fighting against God. So this is number three. Don't find yourself fighting against God. You don't want to be in that place. I don't want to be in that place. I don't want to be in that position. How do you know if you're fighting against God? Again, I don't know. It depends on the situation. <laughs> you know, it can be different. Uh, but if they're planning and doing these things merely on their own, it will soon overthrow. And we're kind of a, like in a transition in our church. And I said this after a conversation that we have with the whole uh, members of the church. And I said this at the end. He don't worry about this. Because if this is not coming from God, then it will just fail. But if this is coming from God, this is going to take us to another place. To a different place that we can even imagine. But let's don't find ourselves fighting against God. You don't want to be in that place. I mean, he's God. You can see in the Old Testament, nations fighting against God. And it was never good for them. Guess what's going to happen with just one person fighting against God? Don't find yourself fighting against God. And that's number three. 
And, and I think these things are applicable in our churches and applicable in our lives. Uh, and I think these things will make a difference in your life and the life of the church that you're right now or where you're going to, in your family, in the people around you. If you start planning with the, with the Spirit, if you start living with the Spirit, if you start living according to the Spirit, if you start uh, paying attention to the things that the Spirit can do, if you start believing in what the Spirit can do, if you start uh, being open to whatever the Holy Spirit can do in your life and the life of your people, uh, if you start uh, being in, in this, in, on the side of the Spirit instead of fighting against God, I, I, things will happen and they will be different. Things will happen that we cannot even imagine. But probably your minds are like mine. Because we are not as people that we don't believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. And you're like, hmm, it sounds good. I don't think it's going to change my life. That sounds good, yeah. I've known some people. They're experiencing good things. But my life is going to be the same after Pepperdine. You know? So if you don't believe, then probably things are not going to happen. Or things are going to happen, and you're not going to notice those things. So if you are... Uh, right now here thinking that this is just going to be another class and it's not going to do anything in your life then again <laughs> you're probably putting him in a box you're not believing you're not thinking that he can do anything because he can even do a lot of things even with our ignorance and what we don't even know or even what I'm saying is all completely wrong and, and the Holy Spirit is, is the same is in, at the same time and in this time working in your lives and doing something because it's not about me. It's about what the Holy Spirit can do in your lives. This is not about Danny or his whatever he has. This is about what the Holy Spirit can do in your lives. And we can make a difference if we start planning with the Holy Spirit. Uh, and, and, and sometimes uh, uh, this can be a, a class that is packed uh, like in the Smooters Theater or something like that. But sometimes we don't need that amount of people. We just need a few people led by the Spirit that are planned by the Spirit, that are led by the Spirit, that the Spirit is taking them to different places. It was not the full crowd of 3,000. It was Peter and I think it was John who healed that person and then more things started happening. It was 12, it was 11, it was Jesus by himself. We don't need like big crowds to start seeing difference and things happening in our churches or in our lives. We just need the Holy Spirit. You don't need to be the nice guy, you don't need to be good looking, you don't need to wear big pants or skinny jeans. <laughs> you just need the spirit in your life you need the church in, you need the spirit in your churches because I have been noticed that recently and it's uh, that probably we're missing the Holy Spirit in our churches and that's why somehow we're just canny. and we're talking about that a lot of times and several speakers are just saying that and it's just that, like a repetition of the repetition our churches are declining or uh, brother preacher said the church is filling for something like that. Knock, knock. Who's that? The church is falling apart. That's why it's, it was so funny. Uh, because it's true. But it's just a repetition of the, the repetition. And what we can do? Probably be open to what the Holy Spirit can do. Because even right now, even that we know the churches are your shrinking, we cannot believe that something can happen and take them back again. We are just, yeah, it's just what's going to happen. It's just it is. It's the way it's going to be. And that's it. Because we don't believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. And so an invitation right now is that let's be known by peoples in churches who believe 
in the power of the Holy Spirit. And you accept that invitation? Let's be known by people and churches who believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. Churches and people where the Holy Spirit are just the light that we have. The way we are projecting Jesus just shows that the Holy Spirit is doing other things. People and churches led by the Spirit. And I think things out of our boxes will start happening if we start being open to the Holy Spirit and be planning with the Holy Spirit. So, I bless you. Thank you. Thank you. I don't know if you have comments or questions. It's 45, so uh, thank you. And I'm probably, uh, probably not going to give you an answer, so. <laughs> That's a good thing about, so cool. I was, when I was doing the class, I was thinking, what about if they asked me this? And I was like, well, there's no answer because it's the spirit. And then I was like, what about if they ask me this and I don't know the answer? That's good because it's about the Holy Spirit. But that's the good thing about speaking about the Spirit. I don't have to have the answer, so you can ask anything. And it will be fine for me. <laughs> so, but thank you. Thank you for being here. Hey. Yep. Let the Spirit lead you when you're doing uh, preaching or working with the teens or any of that stuff? I would say I try to. You know? I'm not completely sure. I'm not in that place where I feel that the Holy Spirit just led me like Paul. I'm not, but I can see in the reaction and how I can, when I, when I say things, I can see that the Holy Spirit is doing things on me because I didn't plan to say that or I wasn't thinking about that, but that made an impact in, that, in the other person's life. And now you realize the Holy Spirit was doing something when you were not planning about that. You know, I, my idea this morning was to, to have breakfast and then got relaxed at 8 a.m. from 8.45. Well, I didn't have parking at 8.10. Then I got to the place at F15, and there was no food. And then I opened my iPad, and it was completely in church. <laughs> and I was like, okay, so probably you don't want me to put ideas that you don't want me to say. Because you are the one who's going to speak. And it's fine if I don't know what to say or what not to say. So I will say yes, but probably not. Who knows? <laughs> it, but you, but you have been listening to me, so it may not seem good to the Holy Spirit and to you what I preach, but, <laughs> but it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to me. Very good. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you.